Tonight we will examine concepts that may challenge your perception of the world around you. Strange creatures, chilling tales, and the occasional conspiracy. Here on our show, we will attempt to provide you with paranormal insight. Last time on Paranormal Insight, Vicky and Ken tell us their story. I'm Vicky. Um, I was on a TV show about 15 years ago called Psychic Kids. Let's briefly step back. Vicky's a psychic and Ken's the dad. She apparently remembers uh, trips to Disneyland that uh, she was never on. When I was younger, I... I did see spirits. I wasn't sure what they were. I was seeing shadows in my room and little bodies moving around my bedroom. I would get overwhelming feelings in certain parts of the house. I told my mom about this and I said, I feel like there was a boy, a teenager, and I feel like he's really, really sad. And unbeknownst to me at the time, the previous owners, their son had passed away in a drowning. On the TV show, they had us working on a missing persons case. When the TV show came out, it caught the attention of a local police department. And the sergeant gave me a call and he he asked if I wanted to come in and work on a current missing persons case. I said, yes. And he said, what do you need from me? And I said, just a picture and a name. So he sent that information over. And so I started writing down some random, some real random words. Didn't make sense to me. I filled out a whole page of words. I sent the picture to the sergeant and he said, I'm gonna call you back. An hour later, he said, all right, I'm on so-and-so street, which was one of the random names that I had thrown out on there. Greenhouse, which I had written down. I talked to the, the, the woman that answered the door and her name was, was a name that I had written down. Her husband works for the school, which is something that I had written down. He had seen her talking to so-and-so at school. And so we've got, we're gonna bring in that kid and see if she knows anything. Is it okay if I come pick you up? And we do a little drive, drive around. And I said, sure. So he came and he picked us up. He's like, okay, now you direct me. Just tell me where to go and I'll go there. And I said, okay, so I'm directing him into this town. And and then suddenly I point at a house and I go, that house. So we, we, we actually end up reconvening at a Starbucks. And he says, so I need to tell you something. That was her house. After seeing the house and getting a few more impressions off of that, I was able to tell you, she's not dead. Uh, three days later, I got a call and he said, yep. She reached out, she was staying at a woman's shelter and we went and picked her up. Yeah, so working on a missing persons case was, it was uh, huge for me. And now we will continue with part two of Vicki and Ken's story. And I, after, after all of that, I pretty much, I, I stopped being as scared because like you said about how you, with your first experience, I, I've always been terrified. I'm still terrified. Mm. Like if I hear something walking down the hallway here, it's, it's like, oh, 
okay, they live with me too. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> just don't look. Just don't look. Just don't look. It's... I just don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I understand that. We after you know after working with the police, we I just kind of I was more open to doing things like doing the haunted the um, investigations. investigations and stuff, and I got to go to uh, Paracon in Las Vegas, which was great. Cool. Um, I that's actually she's a celebrity. Yeah, <laughs> I got to sign autographs. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I got to do a talk. It was it was an awesome experience, and I had just turned twenty one, and it was in Las Vegas. All right. So it was awesome. <laughs> um, I got to bring the whole family with me, and and we got to meet some really cool people. Um, so the cool part about that was that we got to do an investigation at night at the at an old casino called Binion's oh. and Binion's has been like abandoned. It used to be the point. horseshoe back in the day. Okay. I was going to ask so, about that, but uh, yeah, I've heard stories about that casino, but go ahead. So they had a lot of um, mob activity mm-hmm. going on at that, at that casino. Yep. And I'm already pretty spooked. I don't, I mean, if I could have it my way, I would only deal with things that are happy hauntings. Just happy, <laughs> happy things. And so going into a room where What's a happy somebody, yeah, <sighs> we're going into a room where, you know, you get the impression that somebody's been beheaded here. Oh, oh look, there's, there's a laundry chute that the mob paid for them to build in. So for this exact purpose of dumping bodies, yeah. great Thanks. <laughs> love to be here um thanks for the invite <laughs> i i made it through about two rooms in that in that hotel um and i only got one actual ghost spirit come to me and that was it was a showgirl which is so stereotypical and it was so great and did she, she have the headdress lovely. on and everything or I, you know that's how i pictured her but she uh she had ended up i think passing away in that room but Ooh. And not on good terms, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, but I would get this impression of her getting ready in there before going to work and that she basically lived in that room. Mm. Um, and so lovely, so great. And then this guy walks in who's just got this angry presence to himself, an actual a person. Mm. And he comes in and he, the, whole, the whole room just suddenly physically feels like it just darkens and she's gone she has left the chat she left the building she didn't want to be anywhere near this guy and, and this is a living person that, or another spirit that walks in, in. okay yeah uh, let me describe it from the outside perspective okay. i was sitting there and she's in the room with several other psychics and they're all just having a party with this uh this uh spirit of the uh, of the showgirl there it's just like a, a room full of, of kids you know they're they're chat- chatting and laughing and all this stuff oh she's happy she's glad to see us here and all this stuff and then one of the he's a host of a reality show that everybody would recognize okay paranormal stuff and and uh, he comes in but he's an cop and he comes in and every one of them said "Ooh, she doesn't like him yeah he's a cop Ah, we'll stop talking. And you know, and that's and he he looks around the room and he goes, 
all right, I'll leave. Or casino at the time was not filled with law-abiding citizens. Um, <laughs> it, 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 rooms and it, it wasn't until we got to one room where both mom, mom and I had a bad reaction to the room, and it was apparently one of the main mob, mob torture rooms. Room. Yeah, torture rooms. Um, and I just couldn't control myself. I started crying. Um, a really wonderful guy who's been on Ghost Adventures a couple of times, he came up and he said, it's okay, I'll walk you out. Oh. And he walked mom and I out and he sat us down at a bar at a different casino and we had a great time the rest of the they, night. But <laughs> They went to the Golden Nugget across the Oh, way there you go. Uh, <laughs> That's always nice to <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the rest of the investigation. I had, I had reached my emotional limit at that point. I. <laughs> You know, there's such a dirty side of Vegas that, you know, you hear about and everything, right. but to actually feel it is just the visceral yeah. of yeah. it is awful. I bet. Um, so, like, that's just an example of, you know, one of those things where you go into a room and it's, it just doesn't feel right. Um, I've been we, there. <laughs> we did a daddy, yeah, we did a daddy-daughter trip uh, to San Francisco, mm. and he wanted to show me his favorite places on Hayton Nashbury uh, that he used to go to as a kid. And he had a great story about his best friend. And we went, sorry, we went to a shop that, uh, that they had visited while, while we were there. Now it's a completely different store. And I was able to stand there and tell dad, Oh yeah. So the display case was across here and back here was a private area. (laughs) And this is where the tarantulas were. And (laughs) Stuff it was a 1970s head shop. Nice. <laughs> uh, um, tell her about our visit with Chris in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, years later, uh, Chris, the my mentor, he, Chris yes, gotcha. he was visiting. He was doing a chat at the Art Institute in San Francisco. Fun. And so I was so excited to see him again. We bought tickets and we went and we listened to his chat. And we surprised him. Yes. Oh, ah, nice. Uh, it was great. And um, so he did his whole seminar, which was wonderful. And he described things in great detail about his growing up and everything. And then we did a little walk, you know, a little investigation in one of the, in one of the school buildings um, for the Institute. So, He's got the spirit box again, and he's got a whole group of people, you know, we're all surrounding him and he's talking to the spirit box saying, all right, let's get some impressions. And in the background, I'm telling mom and dad and whoever's standing around me, like, I get, this is an old, like an old bordello. Yeah, it was a building in the 1800s, I believe Yeah, which turned out to check out. Yeah. Oh, crazy. That's awesome. Again, stereotypical. I'm getting... I'm feeling the the mistress and I think her name is Sarah. And, you know, we're chatting about this in the background quietly. And Chris is talking to the spirit box and spirit box is, you know, rambling and whatever. He says, all right, all right. Can you give me a name of whoever is here? And the spirit box just yells, Sarah. And so we're all in the background giggling. (laughs) (laughs) We did that before you did. (laughs) That's outstanding. The uh, yeah. go ahead. Oh, San Francisco is just—it's 
the coolest, creepiest place I've ever been. Have you ever, <laughs> have you ever been to Alcatraz? Oh, yes. oh, yeah. oh, okay. Tell me about Alcatraz. Okay, go ahead. So, another fun daddy-daughter trip that we did. We <laughs> went to Alcatraz. Um, we got there. They, you get the headsets and everything, and we're going around, and it just, some of the areas, you get the yuck feeling, and some of the areas, you really get the, the opposite. And as you're listening to the headphones, they're talking about how families used to live there. It, it wasn't always a prison. Uh, it was a base. I think mm-hmm. a military base. Yeah. Uh, there were schools, there were kids there. Uh, we got to the prison part and that's where I started. It was so overwhelming. Um, not sadness or anger or anything, just overwhelming, just everything all at once. And then to, you know, they have one of the cells open that you can stand in. And he wanted to take a picture of me standing in the cell. So of course I went in there and I just didn't want to think about all of the stuff behind me that was one of those things where i'm gonna go in i'm gonna take the picture i'm not gonna look around okay i'm not gonna think about it i'm gonna take this picture and you get just the heebie-jeebies behind you like i'm just not gonna turn around i don't want to know i'm in and i'm out and we went in and we went out and that was it and i was done (laughs) we went through the uh the medical group room with all of the the tables and stuff we were kind of looking for looking for trouble basically yeah and uh, i was taking pictures to try and see if i could capture any of these things that people say you know you capture with pictures and i only got a couple of pictures that really were pretty cool i was taking a pretty picture orby. of her yeah yeah and and the um the uh, what do they call it the grand central or whatever the the main drag is there for the cells and there in one picture is this giant this big christmas ball like orb in the air and you think, well, it's just a piece Maybe of dust. dust. Yeah. So I took another picture from a different angle, and the Still same there. one is in the yeah. same Ooh, spot. You definitely got something. That sounds like <laughs> that <laughs> one is is unusual. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a great trip. But again, super creepy. Um, <laughs> I get that feeling a lot. Like I'll be anywhere in the house. Our house is haunted here. A lot of places are. You just don't realize it. Right. But I'll be laying in bed and I'll just get this feeling like, you know what? I, I don't want to turn around. I don't want to know what's behind me. I don't want to see anything. I don't want to see if somebody's in the hallway. Um, my first experience when we first moved here was uh, I was standing in our hallway upstairs and I saw my dog. I saw, you know, my dog is a large black shepherd and I saw him and he walked down the hallway towards my office and I thought well that's weird he doesn't go anywhere without my husband or I and so I got I came out of my room and I walked down the hallway and I followed him into my office and I looked around he's not there and I'm thinking well what the heck I just watched him I just saw like his little shadow go by I just watched him go into my office there's nowhere else he could have gone right and I'm looking around in my office and I don't see him and so I call him and I say, Obi, and he comes running from downstairs up the stairs and is like, yes, what would you like? <laughs> <laughs> so I followed something into my office oh. and I don't know. What it is. Um, you I said it like was a black dog? dog? It, that's what it looked like to me. That's what it registered as. Okay. Um, it was just the dark, it, like 
for it was like a dark shadow. So, you know, in your peripherals, it's like, oh, that's just my dog walking around. But it was on all fours. It was that height. Yeah. Okay. And so I not have been a dog. <laughs> it could have been a dog for all I know. Um, but yeah, I definitely followed that into my office, but I don't like my office here. It is spooky. Okay. I just I just I walk in and I swear to you, things just start falling off of walls. And it's just Crazy. it's awful. And I don't know how much of that is me and how much of that is just something yucky in there. I don't know. Right. I just Blame it yeah. on command sticks. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it what? Blame it on command sticks. The strict sticky things that you <laughs> command sticks. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, actually, that kind of leads me in a really bizarre way into uh, the other side, potentially the other side of your abilities. Is there a spiritual aspect to this? Do you have a guide? That type of thing. Um. So I don't have I don't have a guide per se. I. For a while, I had my grandma, um, and she. I would have dreams where she would tell me stuff, and th- that was pretty much, it, it was just, you know, little things, like little helpful things here and there, like, you know what, make sure you go to school tomorrow, it'll be okay, oh, okay. Uh, things like that, um, but as an adult, I never, I never really had that, it's really my own self in my head, really, that, that you know, things pop up here and there um and it's always random it's never anything expected <laughs> it's always completely random like oh you know what you should do today you should go do this and it works out in the end uh, <laughs> yeah yeah uh, my limited abilities uh experiences rather have been also largely mundane things yeah i don't know if you yeah. heard the episode where i talk about the uh the uh, high school incident where I had a complete co- precognitive experience and it was stupid. It was over a flag football game. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really mundane stuff. And uh, it was, uh, That's how it works. <laughs> it, it, yeah. I mean, nothing exciting. It was like, there's an, an asteroid that hits off the coast of this country. And, oh, yeah. no, you know, no you know call anything. the coast guard and say, <laughs> evacuate that town. But no, I, that's not what happens. It's just mundane and weird. And, yeah, uh, she freaked out the um, the police sergeant one time. Um, oh. He's fully, you know, he's fully into it and everything. And we had gotten back from uh, doing one of the patrols with him. And she right. she gets out of the car and she looks at him and she says, "And don't worry about your daughter. It's not a big deal. She'll she'll get over it." I mean, just out of the blue, she pulls that out of her head, and he just had to stop. <laughs> And shake his head because apparently he had this big daddy-daughter teenager argument when he dropped her off at school. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and somehow she picked up on it. Yeah. And, uh, right on. You know, some residual feelings there. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> uh, there's been a – let me ask you this. Uh, have you experienced what I – I don't know if I invented this term, but I call it the wall. No, not from Pink Floyd. Um, it's it's it happens when you're outside of a specific space, like a home or a building, and as soon as you cross the threshold, it's like, oh, something off is going on inside. I don't know if you've ever experienced that or not. For me, I like I get I get different feelings in different areas. I don't know if it if it necessarily has a boundary. I've never really paid attention to that. But 
you know, you walk into a house and suddenly it's like, whoa. Yeah, this is, that's what I'm talking this about. This is awful. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. when you did the Binion's thing, that was the most obvious one that we, yeah. we saw. It was she the most horrific into, place I've ever been. She walked <laughs> in a doorway and it was like instantaneous that she uh, just... So, okay, where was this again? So Binion's? Binion's, uh, the nugget, the, the I mean, the, the, the horseshoe, uh, the casino. Oh yeah, yeah. okay, gotcha. Room, it was just night and day for her. Yeah, and you know that kind of for for Chuck and I, who were along with her, my son and I, uh, and and Bernice, you know, we're just walking along and we're looking, ooh ah, this is pretty cool, and, and then all of a sudden she's just crying and in like and nope, not going in there. Yeah, not going by in there. walking into a doorway. <laughs> And it just you really get overwhelming smells yeah. and feelings. Yeah. Wow. And smells is where I, I get a lot of. Um, it, it's like she she witnesses or feels <laughs> what happened there. Yeah. Not specifically, you know, seeing it happen, but feels it. I mean, from what she's described, and yeah. uh, they were pretty quick to to usher her out. Uh, uh, what's his name? Angry Joe, Angry Bob, something like Angry that. Angry yeah. Joe. <laughs> Yeah, he was, he's another another celeb from the shows, you know, but he was just kind of helping out at the... He was the, great. And, gotcha. And I thought, see, me not being a psychic, I watched this We're from a, from maybe your your angle, and I'm, I'm watching her, and she goes up with all the celebs, because they said, okay, celebrities get up here, and we're all going to distribute you to various rooms. She walks up there, and here's all these these reality show people all lined up in a row. And she walks up there, and she says, "Hi, I'm Vicky. What are you famous for?" <laughs> here's a quick word from our sponsors: the Seekers of California for Ethereal Research and Investigation. We investigate hauntings, cryptids, UFOs, and offer cleansing and clearing. Don't get scared. Call Scary. Serving the greater San Jose area and beyond. Call us at 408-320-8467. That's 408-320-8467. Scary Paranormal Investigations. And now, back to the show. Oh, okay. Let me uh, let me take you back to... You said it was Chris Fleming who taught you to just write things down. Yeah. Does yeah. Chris, do you know if Chris has a background in working with the CIA? Chris does not. Okay. Um, some of the other people that were, that have been on some of the shows, yeah. other shows do. FBI. Um, FBI and CIA. Okay. Um, but Chris, Chris, not so much. Okay. He's more freelance. Gotcha. The reason I ask is because that methodology of just writing stuff, writing down what you're seeing, is yeah. right out of the playbook of uh, a lot of these, um, you know, the old psychic. Uh, uh, oh yeah. Remote viewers. Mm-hmm. So interesting enough, um, not too far away from where we lived in Cupertino is where they did uh, a lot of the remote viewings. Yep, the blue um, cube. <laughs> Where I was right, I think the year I was born too. Um, mm. And so I think that he does get, I think that there was some inspiration from that kind of remote viewing that he would, because he did talk about that with us um, and kind of teach us how to initiate that. And that's, I mean, right up my alley of what I can do and perceiving things from other, out of somebody else's 
eyes. Um, so yeah, the writing things down as they came, that was probably one of the most helpful things yeah, yeah. because I never thought of that. And it's, you know, to me, some things just sound like gibberish and they pop up in my head and I think, well, I'm wacko. Okay, fine. Whatever. <laughs> but, you know, you write it down and it makes sense to somebody else that it makes them feel better. So I'm all for it. <laughs> and, and that's one of the things that really uh, uh, made me feel good about the reality show thing that she was on. And it wasn't just pure, you know, marketing. It was yeah. that they actually were they actually had a psychologist on set they actually had chris mm -hmm. telling them how to use this and not to be afraid of this and not to be afraid of that yeah. and you know they actually used it as a kind of a teaching uh thing and they filmed it so that they could yeah. get you know a little audience for it I, and I think that was uh that was great yeah we I didn't know. get a dime out of it of course no. <laughs> we're in the, we were free, free help but <laughs> yeah the second episode when much the way as the first one did, except for I got to be the mentor um, with Chris there. And uh, that was nice. And the kids that we got to work with were really great. And one actually, awesome. Ryan, um, I think has taken over for the show. When um, when they rebooted Psychic Kids, he took over as, as the mentor and he did a great job. Yeah. Wait, is it uh, on now? Um, no. It was, it was, it was I think, a couple years ago. Okay. Yeah rebooted it but um yeah he was he was great he was very intuitive oh man this guy is he was crazy scary he uh he uh <laughs> he could he drew yeah. he drew a depiction of an area that we were about to go to that we didn't know about with a shipping crate with a letter written on it yeah to a t wow. yeah it's like <laughs> wow okay good you're on my level let's go <laughs> let's party <laughs> <laughs> One thing I really want to kind of dive into a little bit is kind of an abilities checklist. What can uh -huh. Vicky do? And uh, so psychic, I mean, you could read uh, uh, the past. We know that much. Mm -hmm. You can read, uh, you can see through other people's eyes. And there's a name for that and it escapes me, um, basically. And now is it, can you see, can you project ahead and see the future? I think we discussed um, that briefly. I it happened, sorry. I, yeah, I think it's happened a couple of times, but I don't remember. Uh, psychometry is one that they talked about where you have, you know, you have an item and you feel the item and you get impressions from that. Yeah. Uh, so psychometry, um, the whole astral projection thing is, I, I don't know exactly what the specifics of that are, but that's something that I've, I felt I've been able to do. Um, that, that would actually, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, just contacting, contacting people that have passed. Um, sometimes it's a conscious, it's a conscious contacting and I'm getting actual like feedback from them. And sometimes it's just a feeling. Mm. Um, the psychometry thing is one of those, uh, uh, items there or one of the subjects that they covered with her on uh on the, show, Kids, yeah. on the show they had somebody who was experienced with it and said okay these are this is what you're you're trying to do and and with what and uh they used it as one of the aids in uh, locating uh the clues for the missing person that they were yeah so we had like a t-shirt and a and picture, a picture and, and you know that's why she asked some... for a picture 
when she was doing the uh, missing persons. Yeah. So it's really more of, I don't know what I can't do yet, other than (laughs) there's no future. No lottery wins here, sorry. That's my next question. (laughs) I mean, there are a few things where, you know, in hindsight, okay, I called that. And it's mostly just that. It's like, oh, I knew that was going to happen. But I don't write it down, so there's no proof of anything. But it's like, oh, yeah, I knew that was you should do and, those uh what are those called those tiktoks it's like here's today's predictions yeah. <laughs> and to just wow, see what happens see what see what kind of a yeah. nine out of ten you get on that yeah yeah, yeah. random yeah maybe better than random who knows but there there have been some weird ones recently and i don't remember them at all <laughs> maybe you should but, write them down yeah I, i'm thinking that maybe i should it, it's always one of those things where you get the feeling I should really write this down and then I don't. And then I forget about it. And then the thing happens. And then it's like, well, there it goes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Animals. I almost forgot. I can connect with animals very easily. I have not met an animal that I don't like and that doesn't like me yet. (laughs) Yes. Um, Tarantulas, go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was, or I connected with a cockroach once. Really? <laughs> um, but uh, dogs, cats, um, they flock to me sometimes. Um, we all I can, have that I can, Yeah, even he's got a very sensitive ability to link with animals. Um, dogs, I can, feel, I can feel where they're injured. That's another thing that I forgot about. I can oh, feel right. when somebody's injured or is sick. I can people she's an empath thing that they, they caught on to early in in uh, uh, the reality show hunt is that she's uh, empathetic yeah very empathetic. um but yeah I can feel I can feel for injuries my grandpa was a Reiki master no kidding yeah so my mom did Reiki on me as a kid so I think that maybe that kind of opened me up to the idea of being able to feel things out um whenever one of our dogs is injured or something, I can usually sense it and do a little puppy massage, get things moving around. And um, that usually works out or with Tonks, our Rottweiler, she gets pretty bloated and um, you don't need to go into detail. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's whole farting. There's whole defarting. <laughs> Lots of that. Lots of that. Yeah. <laughs> Chop that one out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, animals. Um, horses. Horses are very strange for me because they feel like people. When I when I meet a horse, it feels like a person. So huh. that's that's crazy. Um, yeah. I, I dig horses too. I, uh, I'm similar. I, I like. Uh, I, I have a similar sensation with them. It's like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> what but, you want? Some um, grass from the other side of the fence? You got it. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Here you go. Oh, there you go. And then you're what your else? best friend on that side Yay. of the fence for, the, for <laughs> at least that day. <laughs> oh, and cows. Cows are pretty great too. I've not interacted with cows. Oh, you could meet a cow. Okay. They're wonderful. <laughs> uh, big dogs. We have a friend that works at a hospital, 
and um, we she invited us to come over, and that was really exciting for me because I I was very interested in the medical field, and at the time was planning on going to school to become a nurse. And she had asked if um, if I wanted to come to the hospital and see if I got any weird impressions, and I. I immediately wrote stuff down on a notebook and um, I got to go into one of the rooms that they considered like the most haunted room. And some of the nurses had had different stories of the same thing happening with a, with a cart moving around in that room. Right. And I had come up with a cup with a name that I had written down and I showed the nurses and they all went, Nope, I'm out because the name I had written down was apparently, I think it was, what it was was that she was a nurse that had worked there that had passed away and i think she just kept going to work i i don't think she stopped going to work <laughs> oh wow that sounds like stewart's disney uh yeah exactly where the and one I ghost just kept going. showing up to work all the time <laughs> yep yep exactly and so i i think that's what that was but it was it was really it was a really creepy creepy floor i mean hospitals in general you right. talk about getting strong impressions. Oh yeah, um, I bet from a room or from a building, uh, and that that was that was a pretty big one for me, feelings wise, because of how big the hospital was and how many different things had been. It, it was a trauma center. Oh. It was one of the only trauma centers in the area. Right. So, um, hmm. all we have another terrible. sensitive friend who was telling me that. He can't go in that hospital because he sees shadows everywhere he turns. There's a shadow going this way or that mm -hmm. way and all this. Yeah. And uh, it would stand a reason. I mean, there have been a lot of deaths in those areas. Yeah. And they uh, found out there was a whole graveyard underneath yeah, it. Yeah, and that was the other weird thing. There was a whole <laughs> graveyard underneath it. I read yeah. about that. Yeah, that was... Yeah. Oh my God! Right when they started to do uh, renovations, hey, the one a... hospital needed the renovations too. But yeah. <laughs> that'd be why there were so many people walking around. I wonder yeah. why. Yeah. <laughs> Haunted? But, you know, you... Hmm. Exactly. <laughs> but you hear stories sometimes of people talking about haunted hospitals and there being, you know, the one room that's not that people just die in and it, i i never really thought that that was a thing i thought that maybe that was like people that that just assume that graveyards are haunted um <laughs> and i went there and i experienced it and it, i can confirm that the, the hospitals are scary places <laughs> spooky places very spooky ambulances yes ambulances Hearses. Hearses shouldn't be. Because for some ambulance hearses. Yeah. Ambulance hearses. Um, oh, we hearses. Have I'm sorry. I thought yeah. you said purses, like the little carry bag. Purses. Oh, no, that, was <laughs> that would be serious. Haunted purses. Wow. There's a <laughs> My specialty sorry, haunted purses. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Hearses. Gotcha. Or the old ambulances, oh, right? Uh, he had purchased his first hearse. Uh, when I was, I think, in middle school, and the locks would just randomly boop, 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 boop. And you'd suddenly get random smells that would come across with in a hearse, sure, smells, whatever. Yeah. But you get these random clouds of smell, and then the locks would start going, and the dashboard would start, you know, doing wacky <laughs> things. And 
I, I've only sat in that hearse a couple of times by myself. Primarily my brother drove it. Um, but I only sat in that hearse a couple of times by myself and it was, it was always something always happened. Um, you know, you look, you look in the mirror and you feel like you saw something, but you don't want to look back in the mirror cause you don't want to see it. Right. So <laughs> that kind you. of stuff. <clears throat> but, um, the new hearse that we have, or I should say the new old hearse, nothing. Really? Clean. <laughs> yep. Nothing. Um, I haven't experienced the only cemetery that I've been to, or I've experienced anything was actually in elementary school. And we went to the cemetery that I believe is at the top of um, El Diablo. Uh, Mount Balding? No. What is it called? Diablo. There? Diablo. Mount Diablo. Oh, Mount yeah. Diablo. Okay. Mount Not Diablo. El Diablo. Sorry. Gotcha. Uh, Mount Diablo. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was the really old, old graveyard. Um, and as kids, we got to do charcoal rubbings of the, of the gravestones. And I thought it would be a great gift to do one that said dad on it. And I, so I came home with a big piece of paper with a charcoal rubbing for dad. <laughs> Here's a lovely gift. <laughs> Here's a gravestone with your name on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, got, I got some creepy feelings from that one. And that, so that trip, with elementary school was to what they call the black diamond mines so it was the coal mines oh sure and yeah so i that was a very tough one for me as a kid because i didn't have my support system of parents and we they you know we had to go into all of these creepy tunnels and see and they told us you know kids your age used to do this <laughs> yep that's true and so I, all i felt were a bunch of were kids were other kids and oh, really other kids it was awful that um, must have been horrible. At the time, yeah at the time i don't think i really realized the impact of it it wasn't until i was older where i was like oh you know what maybe kids shouldn't shouldn't be hanging around the the grave sites at the coal mines maybe that's not a good thing maybe yeah. that's not normal <laughs> <laughs> and you did winchester mystery i did go to winchester mystery house i was just there the other day but yeah go ahead <laughs> Here's my unpopular opinion of I didn't sense anything when I was there. The the psychic on my uh, paranormal team says the exact same thing. <laughs> Nothing. The Zip. only thing I got, I mean, and I've heard <clears throat> stories of people that have worked there and do tours there and they say, oh, yeah, you see something creepy. But I think sometimes you want to see something creepy there and perhaps people do see stuff and you know i haven't seen all of winchester mystery house i've only been on the tour and you know maybe some things pop in and out i don't know but for me i felt absolutely nothing except for a little something in the room <coughs> where the, when the earthquake happened and they had to pry her out of the room yeah the wall slid um, over I or something like that yeah and there, you know, there's still the pry marks in the on the door yeah and that's the only area that I felt any kind of weirdness. And it wasn't a person or anything. It was just a feeling of discomfort. And so, you know, and I was, I was terrified to go to Winchester Mystery House. Mm -hmm. I had avoided it most of my life because I was so worried that I was just going to be bombarded with 
with awful just feelings and people and stuff. Because of the hype. You know, yeah. You know. And then I got there and I, I'm waiting for something to pop up around the corner at any moment now. Right. And so I went in with bated breath and, and I came out just fine. Yeah. <laughs> The so Stuart's story of the Winchester House all happened out in the garden area. Yeah, and you know what? I've only spent a very small amount of time in the garden, um, but you know, so many people have worked there over the years that I would not surprise me that somebody would be so attached to the building or the work that they did on the house that um, that maybe they pop in and out, and maybe they're just always there, and I just didn't really get a sense for them, but. Um. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> Any place that's got that many people going through it all the time is going to have residuals from everything. You know? yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. And it, like you said, it could be cyclical, so it happens exactly. every once in a while. Yeah. Um, can no, I, like I don't doubt that Stuart heard that voice because I've heard similar things not there but in other places. Um, for example, in my yeah, own home. <laughs> oh, the one you're in now, too? or. The one I'm in now, I was sitting downstairs and it was like 3 a.m. And so my husband and I do this thing where we do camping downstairs, where we basically bring in the queen size mattress and put it on the floor in front of the fireplace and the TV. And we watch Star Wars and Harry Potter for like a week. <laughs> and um, I, it was like 3 a.m. And Drew was upstairs. I didn't realize he was upstairs. But I heard, get off your phone, really loudly and in my ear. And I turned around to tell him to shut up. And <laughs> he wasn't there. And I texted him and I said, where where are you? And he's like, I'm still upstairs. Because he was playing video games upstairs. And I said, I'm going to come upstairs now because I don't want to <laughs> be by myself anymore. <laughs> well, <laughs> that would do it. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? And it was right. It was very soon after my grandpa passed away. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's what it was. So the merry-go-round at Goblin's Glen is where we all work together. Yeah. That Um, was just to be let everyone know that was in uh, Los Gatos at the um, Oak Meadow Park. Yes. Uh, and the episode before this is uh, Stuart told us that story. Um, yes. Um, so to corroborate with him, uh, there was, I believe, an old man that used to work either with the train or with the merry-go-round. Um, I would sense him every time I was there. And I can't remember what what he, what I heard you might remember. I don't know the story. Uh, all I know is I've heard the bell ringing. When there was nobody there, that's yeah, that's the most common thing to have happen. And I, as seen... it's as the train is inside the, the thingy locked up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, uh, I've yeah, heard that while, too. Well, while the uh, <laughs> uh, yeah the merry-go-round is all closed up and there's nobody there, we would hear the bell. Uh, Wait, there's the, a uh, bell in the, the carousel bell, too. The starting bell from the uh, uh, you know when the merry-go-round goes around, there's a ring. Oh sure. Oh, you heard that bell. Yeah. Yeah, and so there's nobody there, and that thing would just go off. (laughs) That's crazy. Um, I also saw somebody standing at the um, 
So there's an organ playing, you know, one of the, or like piano that has the pre-done music on it and it plays by itself. Sure. Um, I saw somebody standing at it one time and it was playing and I, nobody was working at the carousel at that point. It, it, I was just in there. We were setting up, we were putting, hanging cheesecloth on the rails gotcha. and, you know, to make it spooky. And I turned around, there was a guy standing there and I was about to tell him to like, you know, Hey, not open. <laughs> and I turned back around and he was gone. And then the piano stopped playing completely. And so <laughs> that, was, that was one of those, I'm going to get up and I'm going to walk away and I'm not going to think about it anymore. <laughs> See, when you mentioned bells, I thought you talked about the train bell and locked up. Oh, in yeah. The... I've heard that. Yeah. It's locked up. There's no one in there. The shop's completely closed up and ding, ding, yeah. ding, ding. That's That'd it. Be... <laughs> yeah. That would be great. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> that, whole, that whole park is just spooky. And I know Stuart talked about Sanborn Park. Mm. And um, <laughs> I actually, as a teenager, got to work got to work there at Walden West and um, we were doing one of the night, the nighttime hikes with the kids and you know, the kids all have to have their eyes closed and they have their hands on the shoulders of the person in front of them. And I'm seeing some strange things happening and I'm, you know, thinking, is this something that I'm only seeing or do I need a radio up front or, (laughs) or what? (laughs) <laughs> what is it you were seeing? Oh, just people, just wanderers in just in in the in the woods, just wanderers. And I couldn't tell if maybe it was like a homeless person or if it was something, you know, more spiritual. Um <laughs> hard to tell in that part. <laughs> it is hard to tell sometimes. Uh but there was it that the whole the few weeks that I got to work there um it was constant wow i was constantly seeing something um nothing nothing else really stood out other than other than that and the smell of of decay only in one spot there was nothing there it was just the smell and you never know in the forest like if you're smelling something that you know might have happened it's just you just don't see it but um yeah it was that wasn't great. <laughs> Did you also from the Stuart episode? Uh, my experience there was I heard I smelled hot garbage, like fishy hot garbage, hot garbage, that which is a Bigfoot sign. Uh, <laughs> oh, to me, to me, it smelled like death. Oh, I okay, I know that smell too. No, like, it wasn't that smell. Hey. Yeah, I was smelling uh, rotten. Yes. Putrefying flesh. flesh. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and you never know. It's nature. Yeah. It, yeah. It's right in the forest, man. I mean, it's um, hard to say. I saw some evidence of, of nature doing its thing there too, but um, psychic wise, spiritual wise. Yeah. That, that whole park is, is a little um, creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's. I would not want to wander around by myself there. Also <laughs> <of> flashlights. <laughs> Exactly. Daytime only. No more night hikes. For me. <laughs> right. I hear you. This started for you at a young age. Since I was born, yeah. Since you were born. 
Yeah. And you've seen the past through your mom and dad's eyes, <laughs> which is amazing. Um, you were, you were, uh, so th- that's one thing that amazes me. Um, much like the psychic that works with me, JJ Rose, she has always had her, her third eye open is how she puts it. Mm-hmm. And, um, she um, also had a nurturing family that brought her, you know, comfortably through even the more difficult times in her life. Yeah. Did you ever have that? I don't know. It's hard to say. You, you did, did you ever have, I guess this is a question for both of you, especially when you get into the junior high and high school area, mm-hmm. you, you want to tell everyone everything about yourself and, did you discuss yeah. this aspect of uh, your life? Only with, I think only with my best friend in sixth and seventh grade. And it was because she was into spooky stuff. And I told her some spooky things. And one time we were actually in the bathroom in junior high. And suddenly, and we were the only people in there. And all of the bathroom doors shut all at once. They slammed. And we ran out of there screaming. So after that, that really opened up the conversation of, oh, yeah, I've seen this before. This is this isn't new to me. But um, other than that, I pretty much kept it to myself because I was already the weird kid. Oh, gotcha. um, All right. And, you know, I didn't I wouldn't say people didn't like me. I would just say people avoided me. Um, I can I relate. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I was, I was a weird kid. I said weird stuff, even if it wasn't about, you know, anything spiritual. It, I was just weird. So I didn't really talk to anybody about it. Um, I guess I, I did have another friend that we would, uh, we would do the no-no and mess around with the Ouija board. Oh, but um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Other than that, yeah, I didn't really, I didn't tell anybody. It so people were actually really surprised when they turned on the TV and there I was. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's crazy. Well, that it's good you're on that show though because I've seen that show, I've seen that episode, those episodes actually. Uh-huh. And it's like your dad said there's it's a good thing. You they lay it out all on the line. There's yeah. nothing hidden really. It's a shame we couldn't see some of that stuff from off air, but uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that would have been awesome. But the show did a great service, not only to you as a psychic and the other psychics they helped, but mm-hmm. to the world at large, the audience, educating them to in the process of what it is to be psychic. Yeah. And I think that <clears throat> I know that this show had I know that the show had gotten a lot of flack coming out where people were saying, well, this is scripted and all these kids are being exploited <laughs> and stop using these kids. And it's like, that's not what happened at all. Yeah. Um, I was very comfortable. They did everything to keep us safe. They, you know, protect us from people. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. The worst, the worst aspect of that when it came out was my Facebook inbox. Um, you know, the you're going to hell. Oh, geez, I really? From knowing you your whole life, you're going to hell. Um, or family member, you're going to hell. Uh, that that sucked. That was that was an interesting, yeah. And you know, random people 
trying to follow you oh, on social media yeah or hey you're reading hey can you do a reading oh, God, how much do you yeah. charge for a reading i don't do readings i don't do readings i don't do reading thousand dollars just overprice it they'll never show up again exploited the crap out of it i but, know people who have yeah mm. it's unfortunate but you know i to me it's again it's just it's not something that's a science it's not something that's exact and i gotta tell you the the best part of this whole thing i okay. mean i love the show that was one of my most fun things to do with her is the show they they have you all dramatic and you always have to be frowning and everything and they kept telling her stop smiling you yeah gotta, you gotta you, look serious you, you gotta look serious, <laughs> you know? so that's the only thing that they try to to keep going on there but the, it was it was a party the whole thing was really fun uh but we went to Disneyland one time, oh. and we went to Club 33 because we had a friend who could get us in. And we were, we were there having dinner, and as we were leaving, somebody stopped her and goes, "Are you Vicky?" <laughs> and, and we're we're just like, falling yes. on the floor. They recognized her. They got their pictures with her. And as we're leaving, I said, "So." You turned out to be the celebrity somebody else I, saw. Yeah. <laughs> I had my moment. I got to be the celebrity at Club 33. <laughs> and afterwards, it was great because all of the cast members that were working there were kind of looking at me like, is she supposed to be somebody? Yeah, somebody? Like, <laughs> and I've only been recognized a few times, but to be recognized at Club 33 was huge for me. And I was sitting outside of the bathroom. Go <laughs> boost, you know? Yeah. Well, it was an ego boost until the little girl in the family look came up to me and said, "Well, I don't know who you are." And I was like, "All right." Like, okay, now you're humbled. <laughs> snap, <laughs> snap, snap. Well, thank you both very much for being on the show. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for having yeah, us. Thanks for having us. No problem. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching and listening. My name is Tim Sedano, and this is Paranormal Insight. Thank you for watching and listening. Please click the subscribe button and activate notifications for future episodes and other content. On Spotify, please don't forget to leave us a 5-star review. If you have a paranormal experience that you would like to discuss on the show, please email us at paranormal.insight.com dot podcast at gmail.com that's paranormal dot insight dot podcast at gmail.com find us on facebook and instagram under paranormal dot insight dot podcast 